can Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl be stopped? And can the Kings do it? We're going to talk about it today on the very first playoff edition of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Monday. Happy first day of the playoffs. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Pampato, your host. Been covering the Kings since, well, the last time they disastrously appeared in the playoffs. Been covering the Kings for Locked On since we started the Locked On NHL side of the Locked On Network. And this is the first year that I actually get to talk playoff hockey with all of you. I haven't even really gotten to talk AHL playoffs. Uh, it's been a weird, weird couple of years, but we're here. We're talking all about the Kings who are taking on the Oilers in the first round of the playoffs. And to do that today, we have got uh, the host of Locked on Oilers. He's brand new to the network. I'm really excited uh, to be one of his first big uh, crossover events here uh, with, uh, with Locked on. So on today's show, we're going to hear all about what we have to look forward to in this series, which we're all going to hope is going to go, you know, the distance. I mean, it'd be cool to like not need seven games, but we're just going to hope that everyone has a good time. So on today's show, we're talking with Brett Holden, host of Locked on Oilers, all about what we can expect in this matchup. So without further ado, uh, actually with some further ado, because I do need to mention uh, before we get into that, that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Brett's going to talk with you about BetOnline later on in today's show, but let's get to it right now and learn all about the Kings Oilers first round playoff matchup. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Network. I am joined here by Sarah from the Locked On Kings podcast. I am Brett from Locked On Oilers podcast. And no, you are not in the wrong place here. We do have both Locked On Oilers and Locked On Kings crossover for the playoffs. Oh, I'm so happy. The playoffs are here, Sarah. <laughs> Oilers and Kings for the first time since 1992. A long, long 30 years since then, and a lot of storylines going into our series. It's uh, It feels unbelievable, honestly, that it's been that long since these two teams. You know, I, I know the real rivalry is like Battle of Alberta and like, you know, Kings and Ducks and, and Sharks, like California hockey, but it really feels like it should have been more recent than, you know, 30 years ago that these teams met up. Absolutely. And certainly looking back since like 1990 and 1980s, certainly before my time, these were two teams that were facing mm -hmm. off against each other and does have a little bit of the history against each other. But like you said, it just kind of fell off before we got on. It was talking about uh, the decade of darkness and just yep. how 
how poor my team was doing with the Oilers. But uh, now we're doing pretty well, yeah. and now we are getting these uh, getting these matchups. Hopefully, in the future as well. LA has quite the young team, and that's where I kind of want to start because that seems to be where the questioning starts mm -hmm. for uh, LA. As LA does have, especially on that back end, a mm -hmm. young, uh, inexperienced back end how are you kind of feeling going into a series against a high-powered offense for the Oilers you know I think it's I think we're going to learn a lot about what exactly this defense is made of um especially knowing that they're going to be without Drew Doughty for for the playoffs um and you know he's been the guy he's held down that blue line and now you know our veterans are Alex Edler who's been around for a while uh you know he's seen just about everything but you know, has it's been a little while playing for Vancouver that he's seen the playoffs too. Uh, we've got Ole Mata who exists, uh, at least has kind of that pedigree of, you know, having been with the Penguins through playoffs and cup runs. So he has that experience, even though he's not, you know, the greatest defenseman. And the rest of the team, the rest of the blue line is very young. Um, about a couple of guys who this is their first season in the NHL, guys caught up from the AHL. Uh, and it's very much defense by committee right now. And I think that, you know, they've had games where they've looked fantastic. They've had games where you're like, I can't believe this kid's only played, you know, 30 NHL games. And then you've had games where you're like, oh, he's only played 30 NHL games. And, yeah. you know, no greater challenge than being like, here's your first playoff experience. Here's Connor McDavid. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. You can certainly ask the New York Rangers defense about yeah. how Connor McDavid cuts through. I, I want, because you brought up uh, Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty had seven goals, 24 assists for 31 points for uh, the Kings. Now, with him being out of the lineup, does that secondary scoring, especially with uh, the defense, I, I, I'm sorry for bringing up the defense here, but it seems like it's going to be yeah. kind of whose defense will kind of outlast the other. Um, is there secondary scoring there from the defense now without Doughty, especially with Sean Dursey in the lineup? Yeah, I think Dursey's probably got the most sort of nose for offense. Um, we've gotten, you know, we probably haven't gotten a whole ton of goals from the defense, but there have been a lot of, there's a lot of playmaking coming from the, from the back end that, you know, if they're not scoring, at least they're helping set up their teammates. I'd love to see a couple more goals come back from the blue line, but uh, it, it so far hasn't been too much of a problem. Like there haven't been many games where I'm like, oh man, if only that shot from, you know, someone else went in uh, and, and they're getting a lot of guys who are getting comfortable with that sort of net front role. So they're, they're going to put in the, the tip in or the deflection or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, missing Dowdy and the offense that he brings, especially this year that he was act actually having a really good season. He looked kind of like Drew Dowdy of old uh, and you're like, okay, I know I can count on him in big moments. And now, uh, now it's a bunch of guys proving themselves, which could be fun too. A little scarier though. <laughs> Well, especially with, uh, I mentioned Sean Dursey, it seemed like Tobias Bjornfot was kind of mm -hmm. going to be the, not necessarily the go-to for the Kings defensively, but kind of that guy who kind of poked through as the surprise. Mm -hmm. And then Sean Dursey came up. Yeah. And I'm going to mention just maybe the experience with Doughty may have rubbed off on Dursey as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Dursey's also been, he's one of like one of the top prospects for the team. Um, and yeah, is a little ahead of schedule uh, in, in terms of, hitting the NHL, but, uh, you know, and he's had his ups and downs. He's definitely had games where he has looked, you know, inexperienced. There's, there's a few people on Twitter who are like, can we make him a forward instead? Uh, which, you know, I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that e even if Dowdy's not playing, I know that he's still there around the team to, 
you know, he has he, that is a man who has a thought about everything, uh, and I think will tell it to you if you're you're another player. So they're here. No kidding. Not on the ice. No kidding. Well, speaking of people who certainly will voice their thoughts, and this is a guy who has, speaking of veterans, have won has won the cup. Unfortunately, will be his final year in Dustin Brown, and also. Mm-hmm. To him is Andrzej Kopitar. As sitting here in Edmonton, you're kind of wondering, oh man, these are a couple guys that have been here before. And do you really think those two are going to really rub their experience off on the older guys and just be like, hey, we may be, if it gets to a tough spot, being like, hey, this this may be a tough spot now. We've been here before. We can do it again. Yeah, yeah. I think that they, I mean, both of both of them, Kopitar and Brown, are very much the like you know, heart and soul of the team, uh, you know, they're guys that don't speak a whole ton in the room to the, to, to the other guys, but when they do, you know, you stand up, you listen. Uh, and I think that having both of them there, especially for the young guys who might be getting nervous, like to, to if Anshay Kopitar tells me to calm down, like I'm going to calm down, you know? So oh, I think yeah. they're both very calming presences. And, and, you know, you mentioned Dustin Brown, he announced this is his final season. Uh, and the playoffs instantly took a whole different meaning. I think a lot of Kings fans were like, ah, whatever happens, happens. And now everyone's like, wait for Dustin Brown. And, and I think that even the team now is going in because they didn't know either until he announced it or right before. Uh, and so the team now as well is like, you know, they're going to take it up a level to try to do their best to get Dustin Brown as far as they can before he hangs it up. Uh, and he's, he's, he, that, that man is going to leave it all out on the ice no matter what happens. Well, and that's the thing, too, is leaving it out all on the ice. And Edmonton, you're always scared about, oh, someone gets Connor the wrong way or someone uh-huh. gets Leon the right way. You know, Edmonton might be a little messed up mm-hmm. if, if they stay. I mean, we saw what happened against Vancouver. It wasn't exactly mm-hmm. our best performance without the two of them. If we lose one of them, and maybe, maybe that's because of a Dustin Brown energy type play, uh-huh. you know, and, and that could be very big. I'm wondering if the Oilers can match that intensity mm-hmm. because, again, Dustin Brown has been there before. There's guys yeah. like Lemieux on, on the Kings. Like, mm-hmm. I get a little shivery when I think of a couple <laughs> of guys that can start going into those corners against yeah. uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, yeah. And Dustin Brown is good. He's never been one to shy away from it before. He definitely isn't going to now. Um, yeah, there there are going to be some heavy hits from that man who's just gonna, if you're in his way, look out. <laughs> yeah, look out. And uh, one of the final things I want to ask you is it comes down to the crease, mm-hmm. at least on, on my side as well. I mean, I'm sure we will get into Mike Smith as well in a little bit from the Kings point of view, but uh, from the Oilers point of view, looking at uh, Jonathan Quick, Again, we've mentioned Drew Doughty, who's been there before. Obviously, he won't be in this uh, series this year. But we mentioned Kopitar and Dustin Brown. Jonathan Quick was that goaltender for those those cup-winning teams. And he's been back there and seen Mike Smith in, in playoff spots. Played against tough teams in those playoffs and has been there before. Goaltending is very overstated and understated in the playoffs. How much does Jonathan Quick really factor in for the LA Kings this year? I think he's going to be huge. Um, he he is the big reason why the Kings are here at all. 
Uh, he, you know, after the past couple of years of him having really down seasons, like it's like the, the demise of Jonathan Quick has been greatly over-exaggerated because he has looked fantastic for most of the season. Everyone has a stinker, even your best goaltender in the league, like, you know, even Andre Vasilevsky gets lit up every so often, you know, uh, but Quick has looked fantastic. Uh, he is, uh, he's already in playoff form, I think in the like, their last press conference, they asked him about Mike Smith and his answer was basically something along the lines of like, well, he's a goalie. He stops pucks. And not like that was it. Like peak Jonathan Quick, just like very man of very few words, but he, he has looked fantastic. Uh, and any questions uh, that, that were existed about who was really going to take over the crease this year, Jonathan Quick was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go. Uh, and so he, you know, like, like you said, we'll talk about Mike Smith coming up next, but, uh, for the Kings, as as they as Jonathan Quick goes, so does this team. Uh, but it is good to know that if he does falter at some point, that even though Cal Peterson's had a rough year, uh, that I, I still trust him to come in if you need him, uh, you know, and, and have that experience. But yeah, Jonathan Quick has been fantastic this season, and uh, he he is a guy who always takes it up a level in the playoffs. So I'm really excited to see what he brings. Well, and that was going to be my final question before we turn into uh, the Oilers side of things or into everything here is that if Jonathan Quick maybe does falter mm -hmm. or maybe does go down to an injury, how comfortable are you or are the LA Kings even with Cal Peterson in net? It seemed like they kind of split the time a little mm -hmm. bit since the deadline or at least since uh, the start of February. And uh, it seems like it, LA is pretty okay with putting in both goaltenders. Are are you? Do you think you're comfortable, or are the LA Kings comfortable with that? Yeah, I think, they, I, I think they they'll be comfortable with it. They've definitely been running kind of a one A one B for this season and last season. Uh, and the intent really was this season was really supposed to be the year where Cal Peterson kind of rose up and took over the net. Uh, and Jonathan Quick was like, oh, I think not. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to take it like he's he's the better goalie right now. You're not going to take it away from him just because you're like, oh, you're, you're winding down. But uh, you're, you're going to let him go with it. But this was, I, I think, the first season since Jonathan Quick became the starter that he didn't get the home opener. You know, they gave it to Cal Peterson. Right. He looked great. Uh, it's a game that now everyone kind of looks back on because it was the Kings and Vegas and the Kings crushed them. And, you know, I'm sure Vegas is looking at, they've got a lot of opportunities, but looking at that game particularly and is like, man, but, you know, I, I think that Peterson, it, it might be a little rocky if he does have to come in while he sort of gets back into form. But, you know, I, I think that he, he has shown historically that he can be a great goaltender and is still kind of the future of the franchise. So if it happens that he needs to be called into action, like I'm not super worried, but quick has been like lights out. So the go-to. I love it. Well, obviously we are going to get to more of the, the crease questions because uh, let's be real. It does kind of come down to the crease for the Oilers, especially with the 1A, 1B situation the Oilers have gone into. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which we're obviously talking about right now. The Oilers are sitting at a minus 
225 favorite. Uh, and uh, the Kings are sitting at a plus 195 underdog. So you can make some money betting on either side there. Uh, plus the MLB is in full swing now. They have some stats on that as well. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and much more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Sarah, there are a lot of questions around the Edmonton Oilers. I, there's always questions about whether how far or not they can go. I want to hear what questions you have when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers heading into this series. Well, we'll, we'll just start with, we'll start with in, in, in the net because Mike Smith has been a question mark really his whole career. Like he's, yeah. he's been a great goalie, but then you blink and you're like, Oh, Oh no, what just happened? Uh, and when I asked for questions from, from, uh, Locked on Kings listeners. Uh, one of my listeners, Jay, was uh, his question was, how nervous are you about Mike Smith? No, really. How nervous are you about Mike Smith? So <laughs> what's your take there? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If the playoffs started a month ago, I would be shivering in my boots and just, I wouldn't be comfortable. I would not be mm -hmm. comfortable at all. However, since the playoffs are starting on Monday, tonight, I truly think that I'm confident with Mike Smith in, in the net. If it gets to Miko Costin or gets to a kind of a platoon situation, I might be sweating a little bit more. But since like since February 10th, even Mike Smith has been the sixth best uh, goaltender when it comes to goals against average in the entire NHL. When it comes to uh, uh, or with. 2.40 excuse me goals against in that month and it really has come down to how jay woodcroft has honestly deployed the defense there's been guys like cody cc who has stepped up and kind of put mike smith in less pressure situations having to play the puck as we've seen has kind of bit him sometimes and the oilers sometimes as well uh also since the trade deadline mike smith has a 931 save percentage which is right. good enough for best in the league <laughs> all right crazy and i'm like i know right i'm kind of sitting here like ooh, okay obviously mike smith and jonathan quick and mike smith and the la kings have met a bunch of times mm -hmm. in the playoffs or a couple of times in the playoffs and the Kings have gotten the best of him basically every time they played. So that's kind of sitting in the back of my mind uh, in the confidence bin. But when you look at the numbers and at least how Edmonton has been playing the last couple of weeks, I'm more comfortable with him in that. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be interesting because he is a goaltender who, especially the older players on the team, know very well. Uh, and I think is a little bit of a different situation than, you know, teams with newer goaltenders or teams that had you know, a lot of changes. You know, this is a guy who is in the Pacific Division, especially very well known. Uh, it's just that the makeup of the team in front of him is, you know, it, you, you, you got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So yeah. uh, that, that's a pretty big one. Um, I, I guess for Kings fans, uh, and, and also the fact that we have, Kings versus Oilers, but we don't get 
Drew Doughty versus Connor McDavid is honestly a disappointment because I know he just has such like beef, <laughs> like because he gets yeah. burned by Connor McDavid all the time. Like Kings fans can admit that because it just happens. And I'm like, man, we're going to the playoffs and like we're not going to get that. Like that's crazy. But you know, obviously, two of the best players in the league. Um, how do you stop them? <laughs> how do you make them not do that? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think a lot of teams are still trying to figure that out, uh, especially Pittsburgh as well, who the last mm -hmm. two times Connor's played against them, he's put up eight points, which is pretty good. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, when you especially take a look at how Winnipeg and Chicago played uh, Leon and Connor in the last two playoff series, and I put playoffs in kind of uh, air quotes because of the bubble and stuff, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have fun with that one. But uh, it, they really locked them down. They almost played them how Jonathan Taves played mm -hmm. uh, Zidane Chara against Boston a couple of years ago, just always in their face, always making them think about who's on the ice, who's coming out next, and just always not necessarily letting them think about the next play that they want to do, mm -hmm. making sure that they're thinking the next play that your player is going to want to do, whether that's a Sean Dersey, which as we've talked about, is not scared about getting underneath their skin. Mm -hmm. Leon Dreisaitl last season was the Oilers playoff goal scorers extraordinaire in the four games that we played against Winnipeg. And he had two goals in those four games. Mm -hmm. So honestly, if there's any sort of handcuff on the two of them, it's, maybe a tough game for the yeah. others. Yeah. I, I think a lot about, um, we didn't really talk about him in the first segment, but Phil Deneau, uh, who yes. the Kings acquired and who has been fantastic for the team. And I think a lot about how he shut down Mark Stone uh, when he was with the Canadians in that playoff series. And, and so for me, when I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm like, is he going to be able to do the same thing? Like, who, who knows? It, it's, it, I'm really fascinated to watch this matchup. Um, if yeah. they do, somehow managed to shut down one or both of them, <laughs> you know, dream scenario here. <laughs> who Who is there to pick up the slack? You know, because it's always one of those things where it's like, oh, you shut down the top guy, but then you just got scored on by this kid you never heard of. Uh, so yeah. what's the kind of remainder of the roster look like there? It's got to be Vander Kane, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of California hockey fans know him uh, quite well if for the wrong type of things. But up mm -hmm. here in Edmonton, he's been doing the right thing, staying out of the limelight for the wrong things mm -hmm. and really been producing. He has a 44-goal pace this mm -hmm. season just on Connor McDavid's line. You have guys like Yesapuli Arvey who up here in Edmonton has really been getting the nines. Oh, the media has really been getting on him recently mm -hmm. just because of his production. And Kyler Yamamoto is another name that uh, I think the Oilers really need to get going in the playoffs. In the playoffs last season against Winnipeg, he only had one assist when the Oilers really needed him to help drive the lineup. If Connor and Leon weren't going to be available or weren't going to be a force, and they weren't, and neither was Kyler, and the Oilers got swept. Mm -hmm. So it's very doable. As Edmonton Oilers fans well know, going into the playoffs last year, we got Winnipeg. <laughs> we got Winnipeg. <laughs> so it, it, it very much depends on those three players whether or not if Connor and Leon do get locked up, if we can get that uh, secondary scoring from the next top six. 
All right, and one more thing before we move on to some predictions and some top players to look out for, I want to talk real briefly about special teams because I know sometimes people kind of look at the Oilers and they're like, oh, well, you, you got dry side on McDavid on the, on the power play, of course, but then you look at all of the points that they have at even strength. And I, I saw on you know, Twitter somewhere was like, McDavid has more points at even strength than literally anyone on the Kings at any strength, which, you know, the Kings are, you know, they're a lower scoring team. Like it's, it's a funny stat, but I'm like, Oh, awesome. It's also Connor McDavid. He has like 800 points this season or something. Yeah. Uh, so what, what does the special teams picture look like? Uh, is this a series that, you know, Kings fans should want played at even strength to just avoid all of that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even sure when it comes to the Oilers power play right now, the Oilers power play has really, I don't want to say failed underneath uh, Jay Woodcroft because I don't think they have. But when you look at the how the Oilers' power play specifically was doing uh, underneath uh, Dave, uh, I almost called him Dave Woodcroft, Dave Tippett, <laughs> as opposed to under Jay Woodcroft, uh, you're not really getting the same producing from the top pairing as you were, or top unit rather than you are now. However, you're getting scoring from both units now from the Oilers. So it may not be as heavy as a pace for the Oilers uh, on the power play, but they are kind of producing with more players. On the flip side, the penalty kill has looked great, especially going into the playoffs. The Oilers have had some issues when it comes to too many men penalties because <laughs> we do deploy the 11-7. Mm. Yeah, program here, and we've had some. Yeah, exactly, right? New coach, why not try something yeah. new? And it's worked, but we've had had some issues getting guys on and off the ice. Mm -hmm. And against Columbus, who was kind of a lowly team, it ended up kind of hurting us. And if we get in that penalty trouble, especially for unforced errors, it could be an issue. Do you think they're going to do the 11-7 thing in the playoffs? I do. I do. Right. I really do. Yeah, I really do. I think uh, you'll see. It depends on Darnell Nurse as well. If he's mm -hmm. healthy, then we will see more because the Oilers did just bring up Philip Broberg as well. But uh, yeah, I do think 11-7 is going to be the way to go. They just had too much success under it. Why not? Why not? Exactly. It's spicy. I like it. Well, <laughs> we will uh, close things out by talking about some players and moments that could uh, help define this series. But before we get to that, I want to tell you all about snacks because I know I'm a big stress eater and the playoffs are like, it's been so long since I've had to experience this that I need to like get back into it. But I'm definitely going to be just like, eating, I think, through the whole playoffs. And one great option to uh, to do that in a way that is also going to be good for me uh, is to go and get myself some Built Bars. If you don't know what a Built Bar is, uh, they are healthy, they're delicious, they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're also actually good for you. So with Built Bars, you can both have something that is delicious and something that is good for you. Uh, all you have to do is go to Built.com and check out what they've got available. They have basically any flavor you could think of. If you're someone who likes sweet things, if you're someone who likes berry flavored things, uh, they've got options. Uh, they have the Built Puffs, which are protein infused marshmallows, which come in the uh, locked on favorite churro flavor. Uh, we all love that one. So uh, it is definitely a big hit here at Locked On. Uh, they also now have like Built Granola Bars, which I'm super excited to try too. 
So they've got something for everybody. Uh, so go to built.com. You can check out all the nutrition information, see exactly how they fit into your life, uh, compare them to candy, uh, and you're going to see that built bars are just way better for you nutritionally. And again, they taste super good. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we are going to wrap up today. We're going to look at a couple things. We're going to look at players who could help determine the series. I should make it hard on you and say not McDavid or Dreisaitl. That's um, fair. We're also going to look at matchups to watch for. Uh, and then uh, much to my uh, chagrin, we're going to make some predictions. I hate predictions, but we're going to do it. So we'll start with you. Who are your uh, your key players for this series? Yes, and uh, I will stray away from uh, the McDavid and the uh, dry saddle. Also stray away from Mike Smith and the Evander Kane because we have kind of <laughs> talked about them already. I think because in Edmonton, there's always been kind of a a folklore of who the next Fernando Pisani is going. And uh, for the Oilers, uh, I mentioned this on uh, last uh, a week from last week, uh, an episode from last week, I should say. I think it's going to be Warren Fogle. I think Lauren Fogel's really? going to be the guy. Yeah, McLovin, I, I'm I'm here for it. Just uh, he's really picked it up underneath Jay Woodcroft. He stepped up his goals for uh, per sixty minutes for the Oilers, and has really been putting in the time not only in the defensive zone but in the offensive zone. And as we know, defense turns into offense, and hopefully that can be kind of a turning point for Warren Fogel. As an Edmonton Oiler, he has kind of had some some tough times up here, but I'm interested to see who you think the LA Kings X Factor will be here as well. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go with Phil Deneau. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He has been so good for this team. He has hit career highs in goals and points, I think, as well, uh, and has really done exactly what they paid him to do, which was take some of the pressure off of Andre Kopitar. Now the Kings have two top lines that other teams have to figure out a matchup for. You know, it's like, okay, if I don't want my guy to go up against uh, against Kopitar, well, now he's got a face to know, uh, who is just defensively uh, magnificent. Uh, and like I said earlier, he was instrumental in that Canadians run uh, to the final. Uh, Canadians fans are still lamenting the fact that they let him go. Uh, and so I think that he is going to be a huge factor in, you know, helping shut down whoever comes up against him. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing him just go go beast mode in these playoffs because he's been uh, he's been a treat in the regular season and I think he's going to be huge for this team uh, in a playoff run. Well, that's that. As an Oilers fan sitting over here and thinking, wow, well, <laughs> LA has two very good, strong, full rounded centers, and as we saw with Winnipeg, if you are to lock those two down, that yeah. may be very. Very, uh, very important. Plus, uh, Leon and Connor lines now. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hey, they're always seeing either a Kopitar or a Deno. So, I, I really dig that. Is that going to be one of the key matchups? Do you think? I do. I, I really do. I think that you know it'll be interesting to see, especially you know whichever team has let like the last change. Uh, who, who's going to go out there against them? Um, and it really is going to be that matchup of who goes up against Kopitar, who goes up against Dano. Um, you know, if we had Drew Doughty, I would say Doughty versus McDavid was going to be a huge matchup, but uh, he's sitting in the press box. So 
yeah, I mean that that those are my key matchups because you know, like like we've said for the Oilers, if you can shut them down, uh, it, it's going to change the whole complexion of this series. The Kings, for the first time in a long time, have scoring kind of up and down their lineup. They actually have guys on all four lines who can score. And so even if, you know, those top two lines kind of come to a draw because they're busy fighting McDavid and Dreisaitl the whole time, there's guys on those bottom two lines who will score, uh, which is very weird as a Kings fan to think that because it didn't happen for the past couple of years. No kidding. I'm a big fan of uh, Arthur Kaliev as well, mm-hmm. a guy that I, I've watched a lot during his uh, World Junior days. And I'm excited to see how he can kind of step into an important uh, lineup especially because he is playing more on the uh, power play now for the Mm -hmm. Kings. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah. He's still like mostly like at at, at even strength. He's kind of on the bottom, like bottom six. I I think next year that won't be the, the, the situation, but for right now they got him in the lineup, but he, he has put in some great goals, especially on the power play. And I I think his ability to set up his teammates is really underrated. Uh, And so I, I expect to see him, you know, either get some goals of his own or make some really crazy passes to help out a teammate. Well, and Kaliev has put up some points for the against the Oilers for the Kings mm-hmm. as well. Uh, again, you mentioned the passing, but the shooting is just hard, uh, yeah. not amazing. And that's actually going to be my matchup. Will be the play or the power play of the Kings against the penalty kill of the Oilers. I think the Oilers' power, uh, penalty kill has been quite strong, as I mentioned, as of late. But you never can go down a man or even two, especially in the playoffs. So I think that will certainly be uh, the bread and butter for both teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be uh, and the Kings power play has also kind of gone in cycles. There's been times where it's been really great. There's been times where it's like, can we just decline this penalty and not do it? <laughs> but you know, they, they've, they've had, you know, uh, Adrian Kempe has put up a ton of goals this season. A lot have been on the power play. Uh, Dustin Brown is that guy who just stands in front of the net and lets it go in off him. So uh, they, they ha- if they get clicking on the power play, uh, it'll be interesting to watch uh, to see how that goes. Uh, what is your prediction for the series? Uh, I hear you when it comes to the predictions. <laughs> I'm always wrong and I always get caught up in my own, not bias, but I, just what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I no, Every time I sit down and I listen more about just what the Kings can produce and what the Kings can offer, I get just that much more, oh no, is this <laughs> going to be Winnipeg again? Uh, unfortunately for Kings fans, I do think that it is not going to be like Winnipeg or mm-hmm. uh, Chicago. I do think the Oilers will take it in six. I'm going to give one extra game because I was going to say Oilers in five, but I'll, I'll, I just don't have the right seating in my stomach. I, I'm going to say Oilers in six. So uh, Locked on Kings fans already know this. For Locked on Oilers fans who are listening, it really feels like all season, whenever I've predicted the Kings to do well, they've yeah. blown it. They've disappointed me. They've been like terrible. Uh, and so I kind of stopped predicting the Kings to win things. And so they would go into a game against like the Coyotes. And I'm like, they're going to get blown out of the water. The Coyotes are going to win this. And then the Kings would win. So (laughs) I've been kind of working on like a reverse jinx kind of thing here. So I'm also going to go with Oilers and six. Um, Legitimately, I do feel like the more, like you said, the more I think about the series, the more I'm like, this could be sort of a coin flip. Um, There's so many ways that I could see it tipping 
in either direction, but I'm going to go Oilers in six. I have to respect the like accidental superstition I've created this season. Uh, but I think it's going to be a fun, a fun series from the Kings perspective. Like you said, before we started recording, they're kind of playing with house money. Uh, they weren't really expected to be here. And at this point, any playoff experience we get these young guys is going to be great for building in the future. So they win, they win, they don't win, they don't win. At least Dustin Brown gets to go out probably like, annihilating some Oilers player at some point in time. Uh, and it's, it's just going to be fun. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it. But I, I also have to go with the Oilers because I got to I gotta respect the accidental mess I've gotten myself into here. I hear that. I hear that. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I'm the same way with the superstition. But obviously you have something going on there. Uh, yes, we will have two games. The two games in Edmonton are on Monday and Wednesday. Then they do fly down to Los Angeles, sunny, beautiful Los Angeles. I'm sorry, I'm getting caught up in it there uh, on Friday and for Sunday as well. So those will be the at least the four guaranteed games then back to Edmonton, back to LA, back to Edmonton for the seventh game. Sarah, thank you so much for uh, putting the bug in my ear just in case that we might uh, lose. But I also <laughs> want to say, just like uh, you said, with the experience that the LA Kings will gain with their younger players, hopefully this will be a yearly uh, tradition that we might have in the future. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's been a blast. We'll have to uh, catch up for a postmortem at the end, no matter uh, no matter what happens. Uh, for people who want to keep up with the Oilers side of things throughout the playoffs, where can they find you and your show? Yes, you can find Locked On Oilers anywhere you find your podcast free and available. You can also find us on YouTube at Locked On Oilers, and you can also follow me on Twitter at The Real Holden Forty. And what about you, Sarah? Uh, so you can find Locked On Kings, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Also on the YouTube, I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Uh, for people listening, not watching, it's W R I T E Said Sarah with an H. Locked On Kings is on Twitter at Locked On LA Kings, uh, and also if you do not already listen, Locked On NHL, our national show, I co-host Wednesdays where we talk all about the conference. So you'll be sure to hear some Kings Oilers takes on uh, on our weekly. Locked on NHL shows as well. So uh, this has been a and can't wait to see what happens next.